So having said that, guys, um, I, I want to jump back in and, and just kind of do this, this quick recap this morning. Because what we've been talking about, and you guys didn't know it, you didn't see it in the foreground, in the background, with every week we've been um, talking about this next step, we've actually been building a foundation of our ministries and what we're going to do going forward. So like when we talk about becoming a church member, right, we've been working uh, behind the scenes on our, our, our new membership stuff, right? Um, when we talk about coming to know Christ, um, we've put together a class. We haven't offered it yet, but we've been working on putting together a class for people seeking Jesus. What does it mean to believe in Jesus? And so there's, a, there's an eight-week class uh, that John has helped put together called Starting Point that we'll offer soon, um, you know, when we get to new building. Like, so all, all behind the scenes, we're working through all these things. We've been building these foundational building blocks and there'll be branches that come off of all those so we're really really excited about that um, but what we've been talking about is the fact that God wants you to do something spiritually right that God doesn't want you just to wander around spiritually aimlessly and I began the series by kind of taking like we, we took a little poll how many of you felt that way that you're just kind of spiritually speaking you're just kind of there right you, you met Jesus at some point there's been growth at some point but you're just kind of you're just kind of there and, and stuff's okay but it ain't great um, and, and you feel like you're just wandering around and, and, and most of us that resonated with us we said you know what that's not God's goal for you God doesn't want you just wandering about aimlessly. And when we look to his children, when we look to the Israelites, that wandering was not meant to be 40 years. It was meant to be just a handful of months. God, God sent them into the wilderness. He, he sent them to Sinai, and there he wanted to accomplish three things. He was going to give them the law to live by. He said, listen, if you're going to be my kids, there's going to be some rules. Uh, he, he had to establish the sacrificial system. He said, if I'm going to live with you and I'm going to be your God, you're going to be my people. We've got to have a way to atone for your sins. So, so I've got to establish that. And then he said, lastly, man, you've got to build me a place to live amongst you. And so he gave them instructions for the tabernacle. That was only supposed to take a handful of months. Then they were supposed to go into the promised land. We're not meant to wander. It's always meant to be a place of preparation. So if you're here and you've been wandering somewhat spiritually, that's what this whole series has been about. And some of you walked in this morning for the first time, so you're like, I don't even know what you're talking about. You can go onto our website. You can check out all those messages. But I'm going to throw them all at you this morning. Never done it before. Here we go. We're flying. We started week one by, by saying the way we get on the path to spiritual transformation is through Jesus Christ. Uh, Jesus says, I'm the way. I'm the truth. I'm the life. Uh, no one comes to the Father except by me. Another way to translate that way is path. I'm the path. Right? So Jesus is the path. So we started right here uh, with our first step, which was worshiping Jesus as Lord. And I shared with you the story of Jesus healing 10 lepers. So 10 lepers are there. Uh, they all need physical healing. Jesus physically heals all 10. Uh, nine of them run away, and, uh, but one of them comes back, bows before Jesus, and worships him as Lord, right? And Jesus says to that one, all nine, he's like, all, uh, weren't all 10 healed? But he says, but you, you are saved, you're saved because he gave Jesus that right place in his life. And we said, listen, that's how we get on the path to becoming more like God. It's, it's through his son, Jesus Christ. And so uh, we began there. So listen, if we're going to think about the first step in the path of transformation, there's some questions that you need to ask yourself. Here they are on the screen. Ready? Number one, have you accepted Christ? Okay? Like, if we're going to talk about taking the next step, that's the first thing. You've got to get on the path. And if you're here and you've never accepted Jesus, then that, that's your first step. Is at some point to say to Jesus, listen, I realize that I need help, right? I've tried all the self-help stuff. I've, I've tried, I'm tired of it. I'm tired of the burden of trying to do this on my own. I realize I am a sinner. 
And I, I believe that you sent your son, Jesus, to die on the cross for me. God, I just want to receive him right now. Jesus, come into my life and just, I, I want to be yours. Do whatever you want with me. That's a prayer of salvation. It doesn't have to sound exactly like that, but that's how we receive Christ. And so I want to challenge you to start there, right? Uh, we follow that up with, with what Lauren just did, which is, which is a public proclamation of that belief through baptism. We call it believer's baptism because once somebody puts their faith and trust in Christ, we publicly say, hey, I'm a, I'm a follower of Jesus. That's my guy. And, and we're baptized. And so that's important. And, uh, and lastly, I, I, would, I would ask you this in this first step is I would ask you if you've forsaken your first love. And I, I shared this with you at the very beginning. These are not nine steps that are a checklist. It's a continual circle. You see, what set that one guy apart, the reason he was saved, was he's the only one that came back and fell at the feet of Jesus and said, I am yours. And every week we have an opportunity to show up here in our personal lives, we have an opportunity to, to literally fall at the feet of Jesus and remember that day of our salvation. And guys, I'm just going to say this. Listen, I've been following Jesus now. I'm, I'm 46, so uh, I accepted Christ when I was around 20. So now I've been following Jesus for, for about 26 years. And I, I'll confess to you that not every day has been like the day of my salvation. Anybody else that resonate with you? Right? But it should be. It should be. When it's not, that's not on Jesus, y'all. That's on me. And sometimes it's church stuff. I'm just going to be honest. Sometimes I get caught up in, in being a pastor. I get caught up in ministry. I get caught up in doing the things that God calls me to do. And, and you know what? That, we're, we're not the only ones that did that. Uh, it, Jesus writes to the church in Ephesus. It's in Revelation chapter 2. says this. He says, but I, I, I hold this against you. Man, you've abandoned the love that you had at first. So remember then how far off you have fallen. Repent and do the works that you did at first. So here's my application from the very first message we had in this series. Ready? Here it is. Number one, uh, I, I, would, I would encourage you, pray to receive Jesus today. Don't wait. Don't wait, y'all. You, you don't know what tomorrow holds. I, listen, I've, I've been in prayer meetings. I've, I've shared Christ with people, and I've watched them leave those meetings. And, uh, and I, 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 I had a guy, we, we did this in Borger when I was there. He was at a revival. He left that night, and he got hit by a car that ran a stop sign on his motorcycle. And he was gone. It's gone like that. Like, don't wait, man. You don't receive Jesus today. Right? So that, that's number one. Second, like, listen, get baptized. Do what Lauren did. Just say, hey, pastor, I want to get baptized. Uh, we've been emailing back and forth for months. We've, we've sat down in my office and talked about Christ. I'm so excited about what this young lady is doing and what God is doing in her life. He is changing her, y'all. That's, that's important. And so get baptized. Third, I, I would tell you, you if, if, listen, if you're that believer, you've done all those things, but you've forsaken your first love, then you need to remember the height from what you've fallen. That's Revelation 2. You need to repent. God, I'm so sorry. I haven't been loving you. I haven't been worshiping you as Lord. And then you need to return and do the things you did at first. Come fall at his feet again. What did, what did worship look like for you when you first accepted Christ? Where, did you walk in? Were you raising hands? Were you down at the altar crying while people were singing? Well, do that, right? Don't worry about what anybody else in a room could think because worship is not about what they think. It's about what he receives from you, right? And so just do those things again. So we start there. Secondly, though, so listen, we're not just supposed to uh, worship uh, Jesus as Lord. We definitely have to do that. But we also need to learn to worship Jesus in community. And we talked about the fact that Jesus didn't just die for you. And he died for us, 
right? That the church was always meant to do life in community. And no man is an island, spiritually speaking. Islands get swallowed up, right? So we, we, you need biblical community. And so I just have one question for you this morning, right? Do you have it? Are you currently in biblical community? Okay, I don't mean just community. Well, I've got some friends. Well, that's great. Some of you have circles of influence you shouldn't have. I love you, but that's not who you should turn to for influence. You turn to some people for advice. They're the worst advice givers on the face of the planet, right? It's not godly advice. It's just about, oh, well, this is what you feel, and this is what I would do, and this. I don't care what you say. I don't care what you would do. I want to know, what, what, should, what does Jesus want me to do, right? I want to do what's right. I want, to be, I want to do what's holy. I want to do what's just. I need somebody to encourage me in those things. So are you in biblical community? That's a question you need to ask yourself. And if not, here's your application. Ready? Get plugged in. Man, get plugged into biblical community. Here's the cool thing. If you've got your sermon notes open, I've got mine open on my phone. Uh, as you walk through this, uh, step two, uh, under application, it says get plugged into biblical community. I'm going to talk about this. Uh, here's, here's your options right now. Man, if you don't have kids in the house, we've got uh, traditional Sunday school here at 8.30 a.m. Uh, the church is quiet. The coffee is hot. The fellowship is great. So we've got a men's class, we've got a women's class, we've got a couple's class that meets upstairs called Couple Life. We want, we want you here, and so be here at 8.30. Um, you don't have to worry about child care. There's no child care in the building at 8.30. You just show up, talk about Jesus, find community with those folks, right? Now, if you have kids and you're in this early service, you say, I, I, I don't know where to go next. Our next step for you is a class called Connections. It's led by my good friend, Jens Anderson, and his wife, Erin. They're right there, right there. See, raising their hands, they're right there. And, and, and man, at 11.15... After the service, grab some coffee, come talk with them. Then y'all are going to head upstairs and just talk about what we just talked about. You talk about the sermon. You can ask questions about the church. What do I do? What, what's, what's next? These, these are great shepherds to show you where to go next. And so that's, that's awesome, right? Um, we, we've got our Wednesday night. If you've got kids in the house, we're, we're doing re-engage right now. That's closed. We've only got a few more weeks. But we're about to start a thing called Radical Parenting. And it's not that radical. It's just biblical parenting, which is radical in our world today. But it's 14 gospel lessons about how you can apply the gospel to parenting. Uh, you can sign up for that. Guys, in January, actually in February, we're launching small groups again. If you want to be in a small group, you've got to sign up. And so here's the deal. On your digital notes, there's links for all those things. Say, man, I've got to do that parenting class. Click on it. Like now. It's open. Click it now. Put your name. Hit send. You can do that in church. I'm blessing you. I'm allowing you to do that. Right? You want to be in a small group. Fill out the interest form. Hey, we want to be in a small group. I want to know what that's about. I want to, like, click it now. Don't wait. Like, it's there for you to use it because it's not about listening. It's about doing. Right? Don't just hear the word. You've heard the word for eight or nine weeks about what you should do. But at some point, we have to do what it says. You've got to take the next step. That's the title of the sermon. What is my next step? Third step was worshiping Jesus as a member of his church. Right? Christ died, yes, to save us, but he died, according to Galatians 5, he died for the church. Husbands, love your wives as Christ loved the church and gave himself up for her. Jesus died for the church. It means something to be a member of a church. God doesn't want you wandering around spiritually. He also doesn't want you just wandering around from church to church to church. Listen, this is our issue in American church culture, right? So we go somewhere, they don't have something we like. Now, we're not going to play a role in fixing it. We're not going to be like, oh, well, you know what? You, you, don't, you don't have enough people in the nursery. I'm not signing up for it. I'm just expecting it. I'm out, 
Right? Oh, we, you don't have a good enough program for fill in the blank. Now, I'm not going to be a part of changing that. I'm just going to go look for and, and people. And so we church shop here in America. Um, anytime we feel like we're not getting fed, uh, which by the way, if, if you show up in church, you should be getting fed something. But just know it's regurgitated food. I love you. I'm not trying to gross you out spiritually, uh, but you have the same access to the Holy Spirit that I do. So on Sunday morning, this is what I do. I chew on scripture all week long, and then I show up and I go, bah. Love you. If that's your main diet, man, you got some issues, right? I mean, it's a little gross. It is, okay? We're about to have Thanksgiving. Just ask somebody in your family to spit some food in your mouth. See how that goes, right? You're like, oh, that's gross, Pastor Jason. I just ate breakfast. But that's it. That's the truth, right? And so listen, like, we, we, we do this. Like, that's not who we're called to be. So we're supposed to be a part of a church. Man, we join it. We give ourselves to it. We're all... And so we said, we want to be that church that when we show up on Sunday morning, we're not asking, what, what's in it for me? We're asking, who can I bless? Who can I bless? That's our attitude. We show up here going, who can I serve? Who can I bless? Who can I be used by God to have a positive impact? That's a totally different mindset. So you've got to be a member of a church somewhere. If we're not the one for you, go find something that makes you comfortable. But you need to be a church member, not just a church attender. So, uh, so here's your, your application point. Super easy. Join the church family through a, procession, uh, through a profession of faith uh, and baptism uh, by letter or by statement. So everybody asks, Pastor, how can I join the church? There's three ways you can join the church. Okay, you can accept Christ and be baptized. Okay, you can come by letter. Letter means that you got saved uh, and you became a church member in another Baptist church. This is just like a, I know there's a million Baptist churches in America, okay? But this is like something nice we do for other Baptist churches because Baptist churches never take anyone off the roll, ever, ever, right? I got here, we were running 120 in worship and we had 1,273 members or something ridiculous. Like it was, I was like, where are all these people? They're like, oh, well, they haven't been here for 30 years. Why did we not take them off the roll? They're still getting mail from us. I, like, it's crazy. Uh, so, so it is nice if you were to join another Baptist church, you tell that church, hey, we've joined, we contact that Baptist church, they write a little letter saying, we're releasing their membership to you. They're off of our rolls, now they're your responsibility. So that's a way to do it. You can do it that way. We will contact your old church. You move to Elgin from somewhere else, like, we'll call them. We'll call them, we'll email them, we'll write them, we'll get a letter. That's cool. So we can do that, okay? But you can also just come by statement. Statement says, listen, I'm a believer in Jesus. I've been baptized biblically, meaning I've been baptized post-conversion. After I received Christ, I was... I I was baptized. I'm, I love him. I want to be a church member. And we will take you. And there in your digital notes, a couple ways you can do that this morning. If you don't do digital notes, you're like writing, that's cool. I've got, I've got physical cards you can fill out this morning. You can come see me at the end. Or right there in your digital notes, click on the thing that says, become a church member. Click on the form. Fill it out. I'll get a copy of it. I'll call you next week after Thanksgiving. It'll be good. We'll get it done. So I want to take the next step. Take the next step. Uh, fourth step. We talked about learning incidental transformation, okay? Not accidental, but incidental. It's not an accident. It's all part of God's plan, but Jesus died for the church. The church is meant uh, literally to equip the saints for service. That's why we exist, uh, but there's like a responsibility of you cooperating. The first step of cooperation, though, is pretty simple. You just got to show up. You just got to show up. That's the first step. So here's the question. Uh, are you regularly attending and actively participating in church? That's a question you need to ask. So what does that mean, regularly attending? Uh, the average person in America now attends church uh, once or twice 
a week. Uh, th- these, are for act- these are people considered active members once or twice a week. That's considered active now. Are you kidding me? Right? It used to be like unless you had surgery, uh, you're going to church. Like, you know, like every time the doors were open. And, and listen, we're, we're not like crazy. But like, I don't want you bringing the flu. I get it. You know, like there's a lot of stuff. But listen, if you're healthy, you should be here. Like that's the deal. Right? And so it used to be that that's kind of how Christians, uh, they, that's how we scheduled our week. was like, hey, I've got discipleship on Wednesday. I've got worship on Sunday. And, and you know what? I care about football and, and bat, baseball for my kids and all those. But, but these are off limits for me. Right? It used to be like we, we thought about those kind of things. Where, where you know, hey, I'm, we're, not, we're not going to the mall Sunday morning during the worship. Like, we're going to go to church and then we'll go to the mall. Like, that was the way it used to be. And some of that has changed. We've got to reclaim those things, right? God says, I'm holy. Man, be holy as I'm holy, right? He, remember the Sabbath and keep it holy. That's the call, okay? And so, so listen, are you regularly attending? So that's, that's regularly attending. But what does active participation mean, okay? That means, listen, we, I, I've been saying this for months, okay? So when you show up, okay? When we sing, we sing. When we pray, we pray. When we give, you give, okay? And when we study, you study. We are meant to study the Word of God. Too many Christians show up, they hear somebody talk, they leave, and they are unchanged from what they left. They usually say, Pastor, great message. And if the pastor is feeling a little quirky that day, he asks them, really, what was so great about it? Y'all be prepared. Some days I'm on edge, right? Okay? The pastor says, what was so great about it? And most can't answer the question because they don't really know what was talked about. They didn't take any notes. Okay? We take notes in everything else in life. Everything else is important. We, we took notes in school. That's how we passed. You went to college, you took notes. You went to trade school, guess what? You still took notes. You had to figure stuff out. We talk on the phone to somebody. We take notes. We show up at church. We don't take notes. Okay? So that's part of it. When we study, we study. That's active participation. So what, what do you do with that? Two things, two, two, two important things. Number one, make church a priority. Um, listen, if you're a calendar person and you need your calendar to remind you, set up a, a weekly reminder right now. Just go ahead into your church. I don't care, like whatever. Grab Siri, talk to her. Like, hey Siri, set a reminder for next Sunday morning. And wake, wake up, set it for a couple hours beforehand. Whatever you need to do just to be here. Just say, hey, block it out on your calendar. Like, like make yourself an appointment and, and let it repeat every week. Just say, this is going to be who we are. This is a priority for us. It's going to be that important. So you start there. And then when you come, you participate. And you participate. I went through those things, right? When we sing, we sing. Maybe you go, I'm not a great singer. None of us, I mean, there's a few good voices in here. When we all sing together, it sounds all right. Listen was telling me today, he's like, could you turn off your mic? I, y'all couldn't hear me singing, but the band could hear me singing on the back channel because I didn't turn off my mic after baptism. And he's like, you're killing me, small. You're killing me. I'm like, sorry, bro. Sorry. My, my bad. My bad. Okay? When we sing, we sing. Right? When we pray, we pray. When we give, we give. Okay? When we study, we study. That's active participation. So do that. Step five, though, we talked about uh, intentional transformation. Right? Intentional transformation. So incidental as I show up, and by the way, if you show up and you participate, you will be changed. You, you, like changes, positive changes will happen in your life just from showing up at church. But then you can make an active choice to go, I want to go even deeper than that. I want to go even deeper than that. How does that happen though? That, that we're intentionally changed. What happens through what we call relational discipleship. So we talked about this little thing called the Jahari window. Okay? I'll put it on the screen for you. 
So the gist of the Jahari window is that um, there's always like, a, dis- uh, there's always like a, a disciple or a student, and there's either another student, mentor, uh, or a pastor. And so the window A, uh, or, or room A, you see that's got two windows. So, so the person can see it, and, and the, other, the other person, their mentor or whatever, can see it. That's what you allow people to see in your life, okay? That, that, that's it. That's your public image. Now then you've also got a wall there. Where, where the person, your mentor, your pastor, whatever, they can't see your private life. You've walled that off, but you can see it. Then there's a room D that's completely all walls. You can't see it. They can't see it. That's your unknown potential. Uh, that's your God-given potential. God knows. God sees. Uh, neither of you can. Uh, but you can discover that stuff. And then, and then we've got this, uh, this C, this blind spot. And that's what other people in your life, if you invite them into your life, go, hey, am I missing something? Like, what, 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 I, I'm not seeing it, but they can actually look at your life. I had a friend call me last week, which, by the way, I've got I to give you the answer. Um, so Brandon called me last week and said, hey, dude, uh, there's a question here I need to answer. Uh, is there something in my life that I'm not seeing uh, in relation to my marriage? Will you speak that to me? And I do have an answer for you. I won't give it to you here publicly in front of all people. I love you. Um, but, uh, but, but, yeah, so that's somebody going, hey, I, I want to know if there's a blind spot in my life. Right, will you speak that into me? So, uh, so here's, here's the... Uh, Here's, here's, here's what you have to do, right? So um, here's my question. Are you actively working to discover your unknown potential? Okay? Like, am I gifted? Has God done something to me? That's discovering gifts, those kind of things. Uh, expose your hidden hurts, insecurities, fears, and sins. That's a big part. That's you, okay? That's that, that private room, that private life. You're actually exposing that in Christian community. This is why community is so important. These are a few people that you've begun to love and trust. You're going, hey, here's more and more of me. This is what I'm struggling with. This is, I, like, I've, I've got issues. And the more we expose, the more God can bring transformation and shine light on, right? And then it also says in inviting feedback to decrease your blind spots. That's a hard one for some people. We don't like that. Hey, do you see something in me I'm not seeing? What, what needs to change? A lot of people don't like, they, they think they're being criticized then. Uh, if you ask for it, it's not really criticism, Right? Like, you're asking, hey, show me, like, be gentle. You can even say that, y'all. If you're one of those people, get your feelings hurt super easy. Be, please be gentle, but I do feel like I'm missing something. Could you help me see what I'm missing? So that looks like this. I'll give you the drawing. Ready? Uh, so public image, uh, we learn through exposure. Uh, or, or, I mean, we, we, uh, we expose more, so there's less and less private life. Um, unknown potential, we discover who God has made us to be. We discover our spiritual gifts and then blind spots, we get feedback. So, so that public image goes from one square to this really big thing and that's, that's the goal of intentional transformation. That's the goal of intentional transformation. So there's really just one application there. Ready? It says, go deeper in relational discipleship. This whole, whole series is about taking the next step. Listen, if you are not in some kind of community group, you have to get in. Like, you got to. Because this is cool. It's cool to show up. It's cool to take notes. But if you're not talking about it with somebody, if you're not trying to apply, if you're not inviting feedback, you are not going to grow at the rate that you should. Right? It's going to be minimal growth. And most people that I know don't show up at church going, I just need a little bit fixed. Right? By the time they come through the doors, they're kind of like, I'm a wreck. I'm a wreck. I think I need a new, new car. Right? Spiritually speaking, I need a new ride. Can you help me out? 
And we've got to stay that way, guys. We've got to stay humble in that. And so I, I want to really, really challenge you to go deeper in relation. Take whatever that next step is. And so uh, maybe um, you've never tried a Sunday school class. You don't have kids. Try it at 8.30, man. We, we've got a place for you. Um, you know, you, you're like, hey, I've, I've got kids, but I've, I've never taken a parenting class. Man, sign up for that. Take that next step. That's for you. Say, I, I, I've never stayed after church and met somebody and talked about a sermon. Man, try our Connections class. Like it, it, it is literally designed to be like as unthreatening as possible. There's coffee, there's snacks. It's like legit. You just get, get, go hang out with some really, really cool people and just talk about, well, what, what do I do next? And it's a safe place to ask those questions. So I want to challenge you uh, with that. Step six uh, was serving your church, right? So we've talked about worship. We talked about learning. Then we talked about service. Those are our big three words around here, worship, learn, and serve. So we started with our church, right? That, uh, that that's where service starts. It's supposed to be the launching point for everything else, right? Service is meant to begin in the church. And so you're gifted to serve the church. So just a couple of questions, super easy. Number one, are you doing that on a regular basis? Are you serving in the church on a regular basis? Uh, our goal, our goal, now not everybody can hit that goal, but our goal is weekly service, Right? It's, it's, as long as I'm healthy, I show up and I'm serving, uh, either on Sunday morning or Wednesday night. We've got places for all those. Now, some people can't make it here all the time. I've got some ladies that are committed prayer warriors. They're praying for you every week. Like, if you're on our prayer list, they're praying for you, which is huge, right? They're doing all the heavy lifting in the church right now. Maybe you need to join their group, okay? But uh, that's how they're serving. They're serving us through prayer, and so that's a big deal. A second question there is, though, are you willing to serve in areas of greatest need? And you say, Pastor, why is that important? Here's why it's important. Because God doesn't just want you to serve in the church, right? That's the easy service. The next step, I'll talk about in a second, is serving our neighborhood. It gets harder in the neighborhood, okay? I love love this. I get to go to our construction site probably twice a week right now. Um, You guys get to go next Sunday, by the way. I'll get there and talk about that. Uh, But I get to to be out there on a regular basis, um, kind of talking through problems. and, And without... Every time I've been out lately, somebody drops the F-bomb. I mean, every time, or, or uses the Lord's name in vain. And the poor, our construction manager, like, he just turns white as it goes. Like, it's a pastor. He's trying to tell all the subcontractors. And I was like, Bobby, like, it's okay, bro. I'm not, like, like it's, I'm, I'm just a person. And I love the Lord with all my heart, but, like, I'm, I'm, I'm not offended at that. Some people in church be offended at that because you haven't had to do dirty ministry yet. You haven't had to do the hard stuff yet. You haven't gotten into the middle of marriages where husband and wife are, talk about like how wrecked they really are and the fact that they hate the other person and they want to leave. But when you get in the middle of that and you love that couple and you see the Lord transform them, then you're ready to go out to some of the couples in the world that don't have Jesus and hear some of the things they're going through, Right? But you've got to do the, the ugly stuff here first. And so our, our challenge is always like, hey, I want you serving anywhere. So, man, we even let you pick the place you want to serve. Be like, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to say hello to people with a smile. Awesome, we need those people. That's great. Then, then, then where's the next? And then ultimately you help those people go, listen, pastor, anywhere. What do, what do you need? You want to scrub toilets? You want me to, like, you want to counsel with people? Do I, do I need to go feed the home? Like, what, what do you need me to do? Uh, because we get there, and then we're, we're almost ready for that next step. So those are the two questions. Uh, application point um, is uh, volunteer. 
So volunteer, your online sermon notes. Uh, listen, the, the ministry survey thing, the worship learn serve thing, uh, like it's there. So it's on your digital notes. Like it's right there. You can click on it and fill it, out, fill it out. And some of you have already been doing that. Maybe you're like, oh, I need to go deeper. I need to change. I need... Just fill it out. Click on it. We'll get a copy of it. Um, maybe some of you aren't serving yet. And, and you know, I'll just tell you, some of the best testimonies we've heard this semester are just from people that have started serving. They weren't serving before. And they're just talking about how meaningful it is. They're like, it is, like it's really, it's changed me. Just to, to do X, right? To do Y. It matters. And guys, our goal, remember, we're about to move into a building and people are coming. Uh, a lot of those people are going to come prayerfully because we've been praying for them and invited them. But when they come, they're going to see our faces. They're going to they're shake our hands. They're going to see our smiles. And we're, we're going to put an arm around them. And it may be the first time in a long time that anybody has done that, Right? And we gotta, that's going to take everybody. That can't take eight people in each service. That's not how that works, okay? So we've we got to be ready to do that. So I want to challenge you to do that. From um, serving our church, then we went and we talked about serving our neighborhood. Uh, that's, that's that next step. When we're ready to do the hard things in church, then we get ready to meet the people in our neighborhood. And I, and I just, you know, we, we talked about how, uh, that's the second greatest command in all of Scripture, guys, is to love your neighbor. Second greatest command. How are you doing, right? And so, so just we, we talked about that. And I, I have a question for you. Are you actively praying for your neighbors and asking God to show you how to minister to them? That was our, that was our big point that week, right? If, if you're not praying for your neighbors yet, man, get on it, right? In fact, the application uh, for this is pretty silly. Ready? There it is. Do it. Just do it. Start praying for your neighbors. Uh, I, I, I said this um, when we talked about the serving your world. Last week, I said, listen, um, if, if you want, pray for people every time you eat, right? If you're ever eating something that doesn't have gravy on it, that means it's not from right here. So it's probably from somewhere else. It could be from any other, I mean, you, you know, all over the world. Just start praying for the nations. But same is true with your neighbors. Guys, you're in HEB. You're at Walmart. Pray for, the, pray for your neighbors. Even if you're doing curbside, there's somebody on each side of you. Right? It typically, there's somebody there. Pray for them. Pray for the, the, the person that checked. Like, pray for your neighbors. We've we got to begin there. But secondly, don't just pray for them. Pray for yourself. God, how do you want to use me to have a positive impact in their lives? Right? We've got to do that. This includes our schools, guys. Those are our neighbors. Think about the new church building. Where, where's it nestled between? Which Which two? Elgin High School and Nidig Elementary. Anybody think that there's some needs in those two schools? Right? So pray. Pray now. God, I'm praying for the teachers. I'm, I'm praying for the administration. I'm praying for the families. I'm praying for, for the kids, Lord. And then, and, then, and then, okay, God, and how do you want to use me in that? And God may say, you know what? We've got kids that just need somebody to read to them for one hour a week at Nidig Elementary. That's it. You take a background check, you show up for one hour, and you read a few books. Y'all got an hour, right? Especially some of my retired folks, I love you. Y'all are bored. I know it. Right? Some of you, y'all retire, and that's the first call I get. Pastor, what do you need me to do? I have all this time on my hands. I'll do whatever. Right? And then you get busy, you know, taking care of stuff. But I mean, it's one hour a week. Go read to some kids, right? So you, gotta, you just have to do it. You got to do it. It, it, I, I can preach to him blue in the face. If you don't do it and, and actually take the step to do it, it doesn't matter. Uh, step eight is our final one. We talked about serving our world. Right? Serve your world. 
That's ultimately where we want to be. If you're painting a picture of what we want to be, we want to be people that are serving our church, serving our neighborhoods, and serving our world. How can we serve our world? You're like, that's too big for me. Come on, how many of you get overwhelmed by little things sometimes, right? Anybody ever gotten overwhelmed by laundry in your house? Amen. You have children. God bless you, right? How about dishes? Anybody overwhelmed by that? Anybody ever had a week that you're like, I'm not going in the kitchen? Yep, 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 yep. Hope, Hope was out of town, and I was sick with the flu a couple weeks ago. I was like, I'm not even leaving. I'm not going in there. I don't even want to know. I don't want to see it. It was fine. Just not doing it. Sometimes when we talk about serving our world, people get that anxiety. Like, it, it just seems way so much bigger than, than you. Uh, we talk about in order of how you can serve your world. Number one is you can pray. God says, ask, and I will give the nations to you as your inheritance. Ask. We don't have because we're not asking. Pray. You could pray every day. Like, you've got a globe somewhere. You can pull up a map on your phone. You could pray. You can go to the IMB's website and you can literally get a list of all the people groups that are currently unreached. That means that they don't have the gospel yet, right? There's a certain percentage of, of that population. They don't have it. And, and listen, and you can literally just start praying for those people. You may not even pronounce it right. God knows, right? God knows. Be like, I don't know how to pronounce this. Just pray it, right? The Holy Spirit knows. So that's the best thing you could do is pray for somebody from another nation. It, it doesn't have to be every day. Set a day for it. Sunday is the day I pray for the nations, Lord. Set a reminder on your phone. God will bless that. You can pray. You can give. Um, it's almost Christmas season, so you can give to the Lottie Moon Christmas offering through uh, International Mission Board. It's a great way to give. Uh, my brother Philip is, is here again. So Philip was in the second service last week. I told you Philip Wilson is going to serve in Guatemala. And you can actually give directly to Philip and help support him. You know what? If families in our church said, I, you know what, I don't have a lot, but I, we want to, we can, we, can we set up how we could regularly give you 20 bucks a month? It'd mean the world for him, right? It really, really would. And so, so he's, he's going to, to be the hands and feet of Jesus in Guatemala. So there's ways that you can give locally too. And so we want to challenge you to do that. And then finally, you can go. And um, our commitment to you is that our church will be a going church. Uh, remember, we're building our base right now, so we, we can't plan a bunch of mission trips this very second. We've got to get some things done here as, as we're trying to get moved in. But just know it's coming. Uh, our desire, our vision is that we'll, uh, we'll, have, we'll be sending our juniors and seniors on mission trips every summer. That There'll be an opportunity for them to go family mission trips. But we want to offer trips for people all over our congregation. And so uh, that is our heart, so be praying. Okay, Lord, when that time comes, make me ready for that. Make me ready for that. So um, that's what we want to challenge you to do, guys. We want to challenge you to take the next step. Does it make sense? Okay. So are we just going to listen to Pastor Jason, be like, I heard all that already, and then leave without doing something? Let me answer. Are we? No, no, we're not. Figure out what your next step is, right? Maybe your next step is finding biblical community. Maybe your next step is becoming a member of the church. Maybe your next step is starting to serve here in these walls. Maybe your next step, you've been serving here. You're like, I'm ready to go get dirty in the community. Amen. Maybe your next step is you already feel like God's calling you to take some kind of international trip. Cool. We'll point you in all those right directions. But you've got to do something. God doesn't want you to sit still and tread water. Treading water stinks. Swimming's pretty cool. Treading water, not so much. All right? Let's pray. Father, thanks for loving us. Thanks for having a destination for us. Um, God, we love you. And we pray uh, this morning that you would do a work in us. Only you can. 
Only you can call us deeper, and we pray that you do exactly that, Lord. It is in your name that we pray these things. Amen, amen, amen.